we are live. This is day one of Lupus Awareness Month. May is Lupus Awareness Month. And I decided to do something a little different this year for Lupus Awareness Month. Um, in the past, I didn't actually do it last year, but in the past, I've, you know, gone through, explained what lupus was and my own personal journey with lupus, how lupus affected my body, all of the details, you know, that sort of thing. But um, I'm not going to do that in this, you know, this particular month because I've done a lot of that in the past already. So I'm what I'm going to do is share those particular links where you can find out about my journey with lupus and chronic illness and, you know, all of the stuff that I've talked about in the past related to lupus awareness. I will link those, those particular videos that you can go back and watch in detail. But I wanted to do something a little bit more um, upbeat and inspirational for this particular one, because I think there are, there are enough people out there talking about the, you know, the, the sad side and the, the, the gloomy side of lupus and the gloomy side of having um, been diagnosed with a, a chronic illness, right? So I wanted to do a little bit more of an upbeat um, presentation or, um, for lack of a better word, event around lupus awareness. All right, so my name is Gina Wells. And uh, I'm a complementary therapist practitioner, which basically means that I work with a lot of different therapies ranging from art therapy, sound therapy, um, herbal medicine or herbal therapies, um, aromatherapy, that sort of thing in, in healing from chronic illness. Because healing for me is a journey. It's not um, something that I, I get to and then I stop. For me, it's an everyday thing. Um, I don't, there isn't a day that goes by that I don't participate in something related to, to my health, right? Because I don't, I think one of the reasons why many of us actually end up in a place where we're dealing with a chronic illness is because we have spent so much time just completely disregarding our health on a, on a regular basis, right? Until the day comes when we're kind of slapped with a, a diagnosis all of a sudden, right? So, so, but like I said, I wanted to do something a little bit different this time. And though the 31 days of May of a lupus, a lupus awareness is going to be centered around a book that I mentioned in the, um, you know, when I was kind of advertising this. And it's around this book called Fragrance After Rain by Dr. Jaya John. And this book was actually given to me by a, a dear friend who I was helping to take care of, who actually passed away um, on December 26th of this, this past year. But she had purchased these for me, actually this book and another one by, by Dr. Jaya John. And uh, I opened them up on Christmas Day. Now, Christmas Day, she was not, not able to correspond or anything. She had already, you know, gift wrapped them and everything. They were under, under the tree. And we had a little bit of a gift exchange. And when I opened them up, I said, I, I know that name from somewhere. 
I couldn't quite pick up where. And then I realized that I had started to follow him on Instagram. So when I clicked on Instagram, I said, oh, my gosh, that is where I've heard this name before. And my friend Nance had actually given me two books by him. And I'm telling you, this is such an incredible book. I actually use it kind of like a um, almost like an affirmation type of book or um, like a meditation type. You know, I would open up basically open up a page, find a particular thing. And that would be what I needed to know for that day. Right. So if you've never heard of this book, I'm going to strongly encourage that you find it. I'm, I'm going to be doing 31 days um, of lupus awareness centered around this book. And I have actually corresponded, corresponded with the author, with Dr. Jaya John, and let him know what I had planned to do, what I was going to be doing for the 31 days of May. So he is completely aware of what I'm doing with, with this book. But um, even with 31 days of May, you could not possibly go through this entire book. So I strongly encourage you to go and and get this book or get any books by by Dr. Jaya John for that matter. Okay, so another book that you'll hear me make reference to today and possibly throughout you know the month of May is this one as well called The Body Remembers. You probably heard me you know reference something to the effect the body keeps the score. Right. So I'm going to you'll hear a little bit of that today and how that um, kind of helped me in my journey, uh, my journey back to health, my journey of ridding my body of lupus or um, how I allowed my body to kind of teach me through the pain, which is what we're going to talk about today, teach me the the different therapies are the direction in which I needed to go in order to heal on a regular basis. I still look at that on a regular basis. I'm, I'm not completely free of pain 24-7, right? I still experience pain, but not on the magnitude that I did many years ago when I was first diagnosed. All right, so Fragrance After Rain is the is the book that I am going to be referencing throughout this um, this particular month of lupus awareness. So the the one the the overall topic of the month is this. She woke one day believing in her healing more than she believed in her suffering. Her soul rejoiced and flowered, and that can be found on page. If you happen to have the book, because I know a lot of people do, that is found on page 55. So that is basically the kind of the, the overall um, concept or topic for this particular um, 31 days of lupus awareness from my standpoint, okay? This is, this is just something that I was inspired to do. So it's gonna look a little different. It's going to sound a little different from most of the lupus awareness um, challenges that ha that are taking place right now. There are other videos out there that talk about my personal journey with lupus. And like I said, I will tag those in the video so that you can go and you can, you know, see what I've done in the past regarding to regarding my particular diagnosis and how lupus has affected me personally. Um, but I don't want to speak about that from the past because I've come so far 
in my journey with, with lupus. I've come so far in my journey with chronic illness and in my journey back to health. So I don't want to live back there. I want to speak from a place of this is possible for you as well. All right. So that is why I chose to, to work with this book. And that is why I chose to speak from the standpoint that I'm going to be referencing as well. All right. So she woke one day believing in her healing more than she believed in her suffering. Her soul rejoiced and flowered. So let me start off with a story real quick. And this is kind of the, the, the moment where I realized I needed to do something, right? I was laying on the couch. My kids were outside playing. And I'm able to look at them through the window. And my daughter kept saying, Mom, can you come out and play with us, please? You know, come out and play with us. And at the time, I was just so riddled with pain. There was no way that I could possibly move off of that couch, right? But that was the moment that triggered me because it basically allowed me to ask the question, um, is this moment going to be my the rest of my life? Or am I going to do something about it and change my story regarding that, right? And that moment, that was the message that pain was sending to me. Is this going to be it? Is this where you're going to stay? You know, you, you're going to like live on this couch for the rest of your life, watching your kids grow up and possibly having grandchildren. I do have a granddaughter now. And, you know, is this where you want to be? Or do you want to change the story? Do you want to listen to me and actually do something about what you're feeling, about the pain that you're going through, about this illness that you've been diagnosed with, right? So that was the moment that kind of propelled me into getting my act together. And you can fill in whatever other words you want to put in there. So that was that was the moment. And I was in, when I tell you I was in excruciating pain at that time, and it really, I really had to listen to that message that pain sent to me. And the topic for today, this is day one of 31. The topic for today is pain is a tuning instrument. And that is found on page 221. So I'm going to flip there. 221 is the is where we're going to find the inspiration for today's message. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. Pain is a tuning instrument. Use it to tune your soul to peace. Pain is the soul's determination to surface, to be free. Follow the pain in you, not toward the nightmare your fear imagines, but in the direction your soul, through pain, wants to take you. Do not walk your pain dog where you think you want to go. Let your pain dog walk you where it wants to go. Its senses are keener than yours. It knows where the clean water is, the good food, the safe places to rest or play. Peace is an eternal song calling to you. Use your pain to harmonize with peace. So that is, that is from Fragrance After, After Rain, page 221 if you do have the book that so that's going to be the inspiration for this the talk today 
So that piece right there, every whenever I read that, it immediately took me back to that moment where I, you know, lying on the couch and listening to my kids playing outside and them wanting to me wanting me to come and play and I just couldn't. And that moment was when I decided enough is enough. I'm going to do something about it. And several days later was when I actually got up off the couch. I woke up just feeling horrible that morning and got up, went with my daughter and my youngest son to a local herbalist. And uh, it was, to make a long story short, it was at that herbalist store after collecting what I needed to collect for my new journey i ended up collapsing there ended up at the at the hospital on the verge of a heart attack and being told that a couple medicines that i had taken that morning should never have even been prescribed together but i had taken them together because that's what i was told to do and uh, i ended up in the emergency room right and uh, from then on i decided i was going to really dive deep into my roots, as in my herbal roots, because I had grown up being able to go outside and, you know, cut whatever plant I needed to to cut to make some tea, drink it, or to make a salve or whatever the, the case was, right? So I made an effort that day. I made a decision that day that I was going to go back to those roots, right? It took me a while to actually speak to my doctors about what I wanted to do because they weren't really supportive of that. Eventually, they kind of came around because they didn't really have much of a choice. But while I was there, the the pain of going, you know, going through that collapse. And let me tell you, it wasn't it wasn't just a collapse. It was a, you know, I passed out. I fell into a door. I fell, hit my face on a wooden table going down. Um, and then finally landed face up. When I came to, there were people looking at me, got got taken to the emergency room. So I ended up after that with um, my jaw ended up kind of shifting. I didn't lose any teeth, luckily, at least not to that fall. And uh, I ended up with lots of cuts and bruises all over my face, which I you know had to heal from over the next couple of months. So. All of that kind of propelled me to, yes, I need to do something about it. And I ended up writing an article shortly after that called um, Pain Gets a Bad Rap. Because I hear a lot of people talking about, you know, pain this and pain that. And we have to take something to get rid of the pain. Not realizing that pain is actually a messenger. The pain is there to tell you that something is wrong, that something is need, needs your attention, that you've got to pay attention to whatever this pain is telling you. Do something about it. And it's not taking a pill to block the pain. It's not taking a pill to get rid of the pain. What is the pain trying to tell you? Right. So that's why I wrote the article. Pain gets a bad rap because so many of us, we we kind of want to to dull the pain. We don't want to address the pain. We don't want to deal with the pain because pain is just too much, right? When in fact, pain is the messenger trying to tell us, listen, you have got to listen to me. I am making you feel this pain because there's something going on and you have to deal with it. When you cover it up, you constantly cover it up, 
sometimes it just explodes into something even bigger, an even bigger issue. And at that point, you really do have to face it, right? So I'm going to tag that article as well called Pain Gets a Bad Rap, so you can read about that. So, you know, pain, sometimes it's big. I mean, sometimes it can be tiny little things, and then sometimes it's really, really big things, right? But either way, it's here to teach us and uh, to leave us hopefully a little bit wiser and stronger and still alive. We don't want to wait until things get too blown up out of proportion before we actually address this, because like I said, pain is a messenger. You know, um, if, you've, if you've been diagnosed with anything, doesn't have to be lupus, anything, you go into a doctor's office, even if it's if you're seeing a psychiatrist or you're seeing just a, a regular medical doctor, you go into the doctor's office on a visit, right? A lot of the times they will give you this chart and uh, or they may ask you the questions, how are you feeling today, pain-wise, on a scale of zero to ten? Zero being you're not feeling any pain at all, 10 being is the worst excruciating pain you can possibly imagine. And you have to fill in somewhere in there, right? But there's always some kind of a pain chart that the doctors will have you fill out. And uh, I, I'm still filling those things out whenever I go to the doctor. It doesn't matter. You show up there in the you know, peak of health and they're still going to ask you and you can say the zero one, you know, because a lot of the times I go there and it's not like... 90% of the time, I am completely pain-free. I've gotten to that place. But periodically, there is a, you know, that gnawing sensation that tries to pop in every once in a while. But it's usually there to tell me, okay, you gotta, you, you've been kind of slacking off. What do you need to do? Let's make some adjustments here. All right. So as a, as a lupus patient, I became very familiar with these pain charts. And if, if you've been diagnosed with any kind of illness, you probably are as well, because that is a familiar thing in, in a doctor's office. Sometimes it feels that like there are more flavors of pain than coffee. You know, you can add so, so many things to coffee, but there are so many different types of pain, right? There's the those little pains, you know, when you're, let's say your child is graduating from college and, um, or graduating from high school, going off to college, there's that kind of an empty nester feel, right? So it's not it, that's not so much physical pain. It's more kind of an emotional type of thing that you might be dealing with. So um, your child is most likely leaving something behind, leaving you behind, leaving some friends behind to go off on their own journey from there on, right? There's the the pain of failure. There's there's a pain of loss. And I know over the last couple of years, we've all experienced a lot of loss, right, with everything that has been going on and is still going on in the world today. Um, if you've been diagnosed with lupus, you might have experienced the, the loss of health. That's pretty much what it boils down to. So you might have gotten to a place where, you know, you're, you're, you wonder, okay, I've been doing so well all of this time and now this thing has happened right and it's okay to feel that way but it's not okay to let stay there it's it's that the pain is there to kind of encourage you to take the steps necessary to move on to your on your journey of health right so there like i said there's so many different types of pain that you could possibly be experiencing the idea is 
to not kill the messenger, to not block the messenger, because the pain is there for a reason. But so many times it's, you know, look at pain as being kind of your alarm system, right? You program your phones probably before you go to bed at night because you want your phone to wake you up at a certain time so that you can, you know, you won't be late for work or you won't be late for whatever appointment that you're going to. So look at pain as being kind of an alarm system. Where is that pain taking place? And if you're familiar with the traditional Chinese medicine, the place that the pain is occurring is, there, there's a lot of correspondence with the, pain, the, the type of pain that you're having in any particular area with something that's happening in your life. Okay, and we're not going to go into a whole lot of detail with, with traditional Chinese medicine here, but um, just know that if you want to kind of dive into that rabbit hole, you, you just feel free to do that. But there is a correlation between, according to traditional Chinese medicine, which has been, they've been practicing for thousands of years, right? There's a correlation between where the pain is and something that is happening in your life at that time. So it's an alarm system. It's a messenger. So, you know, don't block it find out what that that pain is trying to tell you and once you start to work with the pain it cannot be the the place where pain can actually be the thing that helps to fine-tune your body which is where, where what i was talking about pain being kind of like a tuning instrument for you so your pain shouldn't be ignored right um, when you start to listen to the pain they actually become your teacher and they become the place where you start your journey to thrive daily with, with pain, without pain, but journeying back to your health, right? With me, it was, it took me a long time. It took me years because with, when I was first diagnosed, my doctor actually, it was my, a neurologist. I'd had some neurology work, work up done and the numbers weren't pretty and the neurologist actually looked at me and said i don't understand why you you're dealing with these kind of neuro, um neuropathy issues you're a black belt that was training in the martial arts at the time you eat healthy you seem to be in the the, the picture of health but yet you have all of this stuff going on and he said to me i am going to recommend that you get tested for lupus well, my primary doctor actually didn't believe, you know, that I could possibly have this stuff going on either. But he reluctantly sent me to have that blood work done and it came back positive. Well, he still didn't believe those results. So he sent me off for a second set of more extensive testing done, which again confirmed this lupus diagnosis, right? But as I started on my healing journey, and I did all the things, all of the natural things that I've been, you know, by this time I've gotten certifications in a lot of them. I've been working with these, these different remedies for several years now. And I'd gotten to that point where I was fairly healthy, but there was something else there that just, just didn't seem to want to get better. And I couldn't figure out what it was. So I had done all of the things. 
did all the therapies, learned all the things. But when I finally started to kind of let my pain dog guide me, I realized that there was something else that I wasn't really addressing. I had addressed all of the emotional stuff. I had gone to a psychiatrist and kind of worked through, done the talk therapy. I had done a lot of the physical stuff. I, you know, I was working with essential oils. I was working with herbs. I had, even though my diet at the time was fairly good, I still made some adjustments. I had taken Ayurvedic body type tests, made some adjustments to the food that I was eating. So I had done all the things. But there was just something, there was something else there that I wasn't addressing until it hit me, right? And that's where this book comes in, The, the Body Remembers. I was taking a class and the teacher mentioned something about the energetic origins of disease or illness, however you want to look at it. And that was when it hit me that there was so much more that I had not addressed. And a lot of that was trauma because one of the things that people don't realize is that illness can occur as a result of trauma and uh, your body kind of remembering the traumatic events, right? And then if they're not addressed, they can, they just kind of bubble and fester within the body until they manifest in an actual illness. And for me, that was it. So once I started to kind of address what we, you know, what we call the shadow work, so to speak, or all of the traumas and really started to heal from those, that is when the real healing began. And uh, ironically enough, one of the, you know, the passage that I read started off saying pain is a tuning instrument. And ironically, one of the instruments that I actually worked with were tuning forks. And if you're familiar with tuning forks, you know, they, they come in like different, um, different frequencies. This particular one is 963 hertz. And then um, this one is 528. But I started to work with tuning forks. And uh, I did a lot of research into energy work and how tuning forks could actually help to tune the body because it helps to know where where the pain is located is basically stuck energy and once you start to kind of unravel that ball of stuck energy then I don't want to say miraculously but sometimes that's how it feels it's like a miracle where that pain starts to kind of unravel itself and when you have, when you start to really dive deep into all of the the traumatic events that your body might have gone, that you might have gone through from time you were a child and even as an adult, when you start to address those and really truly heal from those, that's when the healing really begins. And it's a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of work. There was a lot of crying. There was a lot of, a lot of forgiving. And forgiveness is not necessarily about the other person. Who, if, the other, if there was somebody else that did something to you, the forgiving was for you because unforgiveness also can stay stuck in your body and manifest in disease or illness, right? So that is kind of where I want. I kind of want to leave off with that. 
if you are at a place where you have done all the things, you have tried all of the different remedies and just nothing seems to be working, remember we are spiritual beings. We, you can do all of the physical stuff, you can change your diet, you can do the herbal stuff, you can do the aromatherapy, you can do the art therapy, the sound therapy. I did, like I said, I did all of the things. I went also went to a psychiatrist and addressed, you know, certain things that were coming up at the time. But energetically, spiritually, that was that's also a big a big part. And dealing with the traumas is a huge part of healing. And many lupus patients or lupus warriors that I like to call them that I've spoken to do not realize that, you know, that was where a lot of their diagnosis actually came from was something traumatic that occurred in their body. It wasn't necessarily anything physical that they were doing. It wasn't necessarily the horrible diet that they might have had. And uh, like I said in the beginning, the diet, it, it can be as simple as that. For some people, it could be just a horrible diet that you've been eating for the last 10 years, right? And you you change that around and it changes things in your body. But for some people, they had the greatest diet. They had were doing all of the things, but there was just that one something. And a lot of the times that is the spiritual aspect, that energetic aspect that need to be addressed. Basically, you figure out where all of your traumas lie and you deal with your traumas. You heal from them and healing from your traumas, releasing all of those things that may, might have, you know, planted themselves within your DNA or within some part of your body. Once you start to heal from those, then true healing actually begins. All right. So I'm going to end there today. And the, like I said, let me share with you the book again. This is Fragrance After Rain. After Rain. And... Uh, this is the book that um, that I was, you know, referencing. The body remembers. You can all. There's also another book called The Body Keeps the Score, which you can also find and where it talks about how traumas um, kind of manifest as illness in your body. But um, I'm hoping that my story can help to, you know, kind of propel you on your to dig a little bit deeper, right? So the book that I'm talking about that I am getting my inspiration from is Fragrance After Rain by Dr. Jaya John. So the one we talked about today, let me just um, remind you, that was from page 221. And it, the title of today is Pain is a Tuning Instrument. So if you do have the book, or if you're going to get the book, um, that is found in page, and I'm going to go ahead and put it here in the chat so you'll know. Um, Pain is a tuning inch. It's page 221 of fragrance after rain. All right. So it's here in the in the chat. So if you do have the book and you want to go and look it up, um, please do. I strongly encourage you to get the book um, because it is such a powerful book. It's it's an inspired book. Everything in here is is inspired by you know. Um, things that that Dr. John has. Um, let me let me just put it this way: If you're not following him, he's on. You can find him on Instagram 
under that name, Dr. Jayajan, and I do believe he also has a YouTube channel. And I did reach out to him if you were just joining. I did reach out to him and I did get permission to actually go through this book for my 31 Days of Inspiration for Lupus Awareness Month. Kathleen, thank you so much. Um, she says it's a very inspiring time. Thank you. Yes, I don't want to do the, the same, you know, type of gloom and doom for, for lupus awareness. I will share different videos that I've done in the past so you can see my journey. I'll share different articles so you can read about my journey as well and see just how far I've come in my own personal journey. So that's why I wanted to really be um, an inspiration for people now for, you know, whether you're going through a lupus diagnosis or um, some other autoimmune condition, because, you know, that's one of the things with lupus. When you get diagnosed with lupus, there are all of these little friends that tend to hop along. I completely get it. it. That was something that I went through as well. So I wanted to be an inspiration to anyone who might be going through, you know, this an autoimmune condition, that there is hope. There is hope. But don't forget that you are not only, you know, we're called human beings, but we're a spiritual being having a human experience. So don't ever forget that spiritual aspect of us, because a lot of the times, like it was for me, that is the part that we're missing in addressing when it comes to healing from a chronic illness. I will see you tomorrow. And tomorrow, um, or at the same time, we're going to be talking about, and I don't have the note here. Um, let me tell you what tomorrow is about. Tomorrow is day two, and uh, tomorrow's inspiration comes from page 231, and it says, healing can be a joyful thing. Of course it can. So that is tomorrow at the, the same time. Healing can be a joyful thing coming from page 231. Thank you so much for being here. I hope this has been an inspiration to you who, who were here on the call or those of you who may watch the replay. If you have any questions at all, please feel free to pop them in the chat. I will come back and I will respond to those. I'll also be sharing, like I said, other videos that I've done around lupus awareness that have a connection with what we're doing here, as well as the different articles that I reference, especially the one that I wrote called Pain Gets a Bad Rap. And that way you can kind of connect because otherwise I'd be talking here for the next couple hours and we surely don't want that, right? All right, so I will see you all tomorrow at the same time. Thank you all again for being here. And uh, I'm hoping that this will be a, truly an inspiration over the next month for Lupus Awareness Month.